Hello and welcome to the Idiot Book Nook Podcast. My name is Blazeman, my pronouns are they, them. I am the Reading Dragon. My pronouns are she, her. I'm Lady Punnett. My pronouns are primarily she, her, sometimes they, them. Today is a she, they kind of day. And my name is Kritishai. My pronouns are she, her, they, them. Today is a her day. We're getting into episode six of Tongues, Tangents, and Titillations today, and we're going to be talking about character creation and character building. But before we get into that, if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so at linktr.ee slash idiotbooknook. You'll be able to find links to our podcast, you'll be able to find links to the Twitch, to the YouTube, um, you'll be able to find all of our individual socials, and you'll be able to support us that way. That being said, character creation. No story is complete without characters. No story can exist without characters. There has to be character development. But before you can get to that, you have to figure out what kind of character you want or what kind of character you're going to be working with. It usually comes from an idea you might have in your head of just maybe a static image. Maybe you saw somebody walking down the street that inspired you. There are many, many ways to build your characters. There are many, many ways to develop your characters over the course of whatever story you're telling. We have a few possible methods or ideas that you might be able to use if you want to build characters later on in your stories. One of which is actually kind of unique and we've become quite attached to for things like tabletop role-playing games. So why don't we get into that? You, oh, you want to get into that first? I don't know. How do you guys want to do this? I mean, that sounds uh, like, I mean, I think we've all done character creation to one degree or another. Um, but I think opening the floor with our tried and true, or at least what's become, I guess, uh, what's the word? Oh my God, my English. Out the window now. No, like it, it's it's become a thing now. So, so oh, like a AI? No. Go to? Yeah, or or like it's tradition or something now. Okay, sure. Sounds good. We can start off with uh, what we've been doing. So, a while back, while I was going through the Instagrams, uh, I came across this person who did a tarot spread. That would help develop characters of some sort. Now, if you are listening to this via podcast, you can't see what I am doing. But maybe down the line, we can like post it onto an Instagram of our own or I can repost it and stuff. But it, it's come in handy. And, it's, and through it have come up with many fascinating characters. So it's a 10 card spread. All you need is tarot cards, or if you have playing cards, you can do it that way. Because, fun fact, you can use playing cards to do tarot spreads. Takes a bit more finicky things. I wonder what it would be like to create characters out of my Gloom set. So I have a card game called Gloom. I don't know if mm -hmm. anybody has heard of it before. And think about it, it's sort of like if Adam's Family was a card game. And each player gets a family and you have to make bad things happen to your family in order to make them happy. And you make good things happen to all your adversaries to make them unhappy. And whoever has the worst luck at the end of the game wins. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something the Adams family would greatly enjoy. Which is another thing for character creation. If you have a character you really, really like, you can make them into a D&D &D character. I have done that with one of my characters. She's a tiefling who is basically a female version of Milo Thatch from Atlantis. Nice. I like it. Mm -hmm. Very interested in architecture, history. Uh, she's an archaeologist. She's just trying to figure out all of the things. 
A sweet bean just trying to get by. Sweet bean just trying to get by. Now I gotta move my laptop back a bit so I can have a bit more room because I am doing this on my desk. Which does not have a lot of room. If a rune spread would work as well. I'm Maybe wondering. not. Mm. It might not be as effective, but that is something we could definitely look into. Maybe not in the middle of stream. No, because I have a set. I have a set of runes too. I actually made my own set. Okay. I'm wondering so, if you want me to do the spread and you guide to give you a little bit more room. I got it. I have them all down. Okay. We're all good. We're all, good. all right. So if someone wants to take notes, though, while I do this, that would be greatly appreciated because we need to do the notes to remember what the fuck we're doing. So, like I said, this is a 10-card spread. You need quite a bit of room. So, our first card uh, one... represents this character. Oh, Sorry, I was just going to say, before we get into this... Um... Something interesting to note, if you have more than one person helping you to build the story, you have like maybe a couple of people, a couple of story builders or world builders or people that you like to discuss these concepts with, you can sit here and debate back and forth and refine what you get out of the tarot cards until you get something that works specifically for you based off of what the tarot cards gave. That's what happened with me and Blaze once and we went from making a singular character to like a whole quest line. That was a fun day. All right. There's All right, plot so, twists and everything. I was there for that. Or at least yeah. for one of them. Mm. All right. So, hello, Nacho. Are you here to assist? We have our lovely assistant, Nacho, here. Nice. For assistance, because he saw the tarot deck come out and he is my familiar, so I think he thinks we're doing magic, which in a way we are. So, our first card. Card number one represents this character as a whole. So that card is the Five of Cups. Now you can use only major arcana. You can use only minor arcana. I prefer using all of them. Is it upright or reverse? It's upright. It is upright. Oh, and this is a great start. This is a sad card that foretells an emotional loss or sadness. It may be that a relationship doesn't bring all that you would wish, or you may part company from someone you love. All is not lost, as other factors will compensate. So this person overall is sad. So foretells uh, emotional loss or sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the rest? Uh, foretells an emotional loss or sadness. It may be that a relationship doesn't bring all that you would wish, or you may part company from someone you love. All is not lost as other factors will compensate. So we have someone who has either lost a loved one, lost something of great importance, but overall, apparently... Is just a might be a sad, sad person. It 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 feels like the wonky cross theory. You know, you're gonna suffer, but you're gonna be happy about it. Yeah. Nacho, I love you, but position one detailed. No, 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 no. We did not walk on the character as a whole. Like the overall vibe of the character. So this person is sad. All the Oh, that makes me think they might have depression. Oh, baby, I'm sorry. But hey, they got them sad eyes. They got the big old sad eyes. All right, are we ready for two? Yep. Okay, they don't have resting bitch face, they have resting sad face. So, card two represents skill proficiency, expressed love, and possibly animal companion. We have the Eight of Swords in reverse. Restrictions will lift, but depression, difficulties, and maybe a battle will have to be fought first. 
There may be illness, accidents, a prison sentence, or even a death in your circle. They're fighting their inner demons. Uh, and that definitely ties in well with the first card. Restrictions mm -hmm. will lift. Uh, restrictions will lift, but depression, difficulties, and maybe a battle will have to be fought first. There may be illness, accidents, a prison sentence, or even a death in your circle. So I am getting possibly... So this has to do with their skills and how they express love and possible an animal companions. I'm not getting an animal companion from this. Uh, I am, however... Hmm? The vibe I'm getting is probably something akin to an ego death. A what? So basically when you're kind of doing like your interpersonal healing and self-reflecting and you kind of come to the realization of certain things that have happened in your life, whether or not it was your fault or you just kind of have like this really intense revelation on like how you actually are as a person or who you are as an individual and how you interact with the world around you. Sometimes that can uh, trigger something called an ego death. Okay. But how does that translate to skill proficiencies or how they express love? See, I'm, I might be early. I don't know, but I'm starting to get paladin vibes. Give it time. Wait until the rest, uh, the rest of the cards show up, because that can flip really quickly. Oh yeah, that's why. Sense. I mean, that's why I said I'm starting. Do we have any ideas for like at least a skill proficiency, though? Yes, dragon. So the definition of an ego death: it is a complete loss of self-identity. It's often experienced through meditation, sometimes psychedelic drugs, or spiritual practices like uh, chanting, breath work, and yoga, and what have you. Uh, ego death is an experience of pure presence or transcending consciousness. It can feel like you're becoming one with everyone and everything around you if you're going the more spiritual meditative side of things. And it is often used in psychoanalysis, mysticism, and some religions. It can refer to the disappearance of an individual's sense of self, the removal of one's perception of oneself as an entity separate from one's social or physical environment, and the realization that you are not truly the things you've identified with, and the ego or sense of self you've created in your mind is a fabrication. Fascinating. But once again, what skills do we get from this card? Arcana. Somebody who's well-read. What about a monk? Monk could be a possibility. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll continue and hopefully this next card, which is their primary motivation, how far they'll go to accomplish goals, and relations with family. Okay, one sec. Oh, dear. One sec. Are we building a tragic character? Primary motivation, how far they'll go to accomplish goals, and relations with family. We have, for this card, the Empress in Reverse. Practical and financial problems connected to property, land, a garden, or premise of any kind are likely. There may be a temporary shortage of money due to laziness or overspending. In some cases, a battle with a woman could be the cause of financial hardship, and this scenario is typically a difficult divorce. The Empress can signify problems related to fertility or the loss of a baby through miscarriage or abortion. Okay. 
Some times, this card simply suggests that the happiness that you are waiting for will come, but not just yet. This character is so depressing. And we're only three cards in. So here's here's the thought I'm having. Okay, so this is clearly a feminine character. She's gone through the hardship of, like, trying to start a family like she's part she was originally like some sort of noble or royal or something like that but in trying to like have a family with like her significant other her husband whatever and not being able to bear any children and having to spend literally everything she had in order to figure out what the fuck was wrong and then all of a sudden this other random check just comes in and causes issues and the husband decides to divorce her for this other lady because whoops he cheated on her and now like new lady has is going to bear an heir to that family so unfortunately she has to go into something akin to like a nunnery she's going to have a redemption arc redemption or revenge arc we love them both Hmm, but when it comes to how this character like like so this applies to like how they deal with things and their relationships with others and it definitely feels like they're the kind of all or nothing Mm -hmm. this is what like the card is kind of giving like they'll either do nothing and let the opportunity pass by, or they'll put everything into it, regardless of whether or not that's a good idea. Hence one of the reasons why this lady's in a nunnery right now, because she literally had nothing by the time she got booed out of her husband's help or not being able to her children, no matter how much effort and money she was putting into trying to figure out why the hell she wasn't bearing any children, any heirs with family. Turns out the husband's the one that's infertile and the mistress actually slept with another person. Anywho's! Blaze, any thoughts? Yeah, can you take a photo of the cards as they come up and list all of the different segments for me? Sure, I I need to go grab my phone. I can't keep up typing. uh, It's a lot of info. It is a lot of info. One moment, please. Grim definitely trying to get the coffee. While we are waiting, please enjoy the shenanigans of Grim. Eh. Eh. Alright. Uh, sections first, so I can hi- so I can outline those. Okay, so first things first. Ignore the stickers on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just throw them in the general chat. Yep. I just saw the meme you posted, Blaze, in our chat. (laughs) God, last time I had anything like that was back in March and April. We don't need memes, we need general. Okay. They're loading. 
Yep, no worries. They did. All right. And that I have also sent you my little reference guide for what each card is supposed to be for. So we just did three, which is the primary motivations. Our next one should be interesting because card number four is fears, anxieties, and how they cope, self-perception, and how accurate it is, and their sense of humor. Let's hope this person deals with trauma with a sense of humor because I can't deal with how sad they are so far. Okay, slightly hopeful. We have the star in reverse. The star is one of those fun cards that no matter what position it's in, it is always mostly positive. So, the star in reverse. This card is excellent whichever way it falls, but you may have to wait a while before your wish is granted. The only other warning is not to waste your talents or your energies by pouring half of them into the wrong receptacle. That's not helping. No, it means that she's going to go on an unexpected adventure and she's going to have a lot of experiences and she's going to learn a thing. She's going to do some learning but that doesn't tell us what her fears and anxieties are, how they cope, her self-perception, and how accurate, or their sense of humor. It's fear, the fear of the unknown. Or fear of making the wrong choice. Because it said, careful not to put all, like, it basically said, like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And it could be one of those, like, well, which path do you choose? Which one's the right basket? This is true. Which also fits with the whole like nobility royal thing because most of the time those types of people don't necessarily have to be bothered with making choices. The choices generally get made for them, especially the ladies. So, and so far, well, well, Blaze has a chance to type. So far, we have this woman who's had nothing but hardship most of her life could very well turn out to be the villainess in this situation. And I wouldn't blame her from what's happened so far. And we haven't even gotten to like the last three cards, which are defining, defining events in their life. This is just like base personality. Speaking of, Next is, are they an extrovert, introvert, biggest regret, personal obstacle they have to overcome? We have the Six of Cups, upright. Finally, a card that is upright. This is a nostalgic card for good times past. A family gathering brings you back in contact with people you like, and it is possible that an old flame may re-enter your life. You will find old skills and old contacts invaluable. I'm So I'm getting extrovert vibes. Childhood friend. Childhood friend. Childhood friend that was in love with her. You really, yeah, you, but you, I also know for a fact that you also really like the friends to lovers. Which, fair, it is a very good trope. I personally also like the enemies, rivals to friends to lovers trope. Which is superior to just enemies to lovers trope. Nothing wrong with enemies to lovers, but I like the enemies to rivals to friends to That is superior character development. It's also a lot more well-rounded and gives more opportunity for slow burn. Yes. Because we love a slow burn. No, we don't. Fuck that. Okay, wait. What's your def- Before I continue this, what's your definition of a good slow burn? Because I've seen slow burns that last, like, six books. I cannot handle a six-book slow yeah, burn. No. I will handle maybe a two-book slow burn where they, like, kiss at the end of book two. Yeah, that's pretty much my limit as well. Yeah, I don't want yeah. it to 
let's just say I, I would not want to read a slow burn that lasted in the book's timeline multiple years. No. I'd okay. like to have a time skip mm-hmm. on, on, it- on that topic. Really quick, though. Fan fiction. When the fan fiction says it's a slow burn, what chapter is your limit before it's like, no, this is too long of a slow burn? After, if it's more than 20 chapters in, no. I mean, it depends on the size of the chapters. We'll give it that. It depends uh, let's if say it's complete or not. If it's not complete and they're saying slow burn, I usually wait till it's complete. Let's say it's completed. Each chapter is roughly 2,000 words give or take a couple hundred, uh, it has 50 chapters in it. It's got to be somewhere halfway through the, yeah, that yeah. book when the, at least the feelings are let out. Yeah. When yeah. both parties know exactly how they feel about each other. Yeah. Okay. I mean- I generally have like when it comes to like general like media and stuff, it, it's two seasons or two books. And if you haven't done it by then, don't fucking do it. All right. Back on the topic, we can talk about book tropes. We love another time in another triple T. Um, card number six is secrets they keep, hopes and dreams, what they are enthusiastic about. Ooh. Ooh. So first of all, she th- this person's getting a lot of cups. We have the King of Cups in reverse. This king can be selfish, greedy, and weak. He may promise much, but he won't fulfill all that he promises. He is unreliable in business or in romance, but this may be simply due to his current circumstances rather than his nature. This is about secrets they keep, hopes and dreams, and what they are enthusiastic about. I think this girl fell in love with the wrong person. Also, also, I'm just realized this as you were reading and like connecting it to what we've gotten so far this if y'all had at least seen bits and pieces of it Zuko's mom (gasps) it is Zuko's mom oh that's just depressing right especially when you actually look into that whole story arc which is in the comic series extension of the avatar last Airbender universe like the official comic series mm-hmm. and you get to zuko's adventure looking for his mom and finding out from her and all that her past and everything she went through in life up until the day she had to disappear Mm-hmm. My gods. I'm getting Princess Bride Buttercup vibes. Oh, true. All right. Next. Uh, for card seven, most extreme personality traits or behaviors how they want others to perceive them, and why. Okay, we have the Magician in Upright. On a purely practical level, this suggests that you are about to embark on an enterprise And it is one that you are well-equipped to carry out. You actually have the knowledge, skills, and experience at hand, but you must now concentrate on using these skills and also on marketing them. There is a suggestion that, even if you don't feel confident, you should do your best to appear so. And you may need to use a touch of trickery to get what you want. Time upon time, I see this card appear when a client is about to become self-employed. 
in a spiritual context, this card shows that it is time to put intuition and psychic abilities to good use. The magician can also announce the immediate arrival of an important man into a woman's life, and in this case, the man will be amusing and intelligent. Okay, guys, hear me out. Hear me out. This girl fell in love with the wrong man, right? He leaves her for his mistress. She meets a new man who grants her powers and she becomes a warlock while falling in love with a patron. I can see it. Oh, and the mistress? Her best friend. Oh! Oh, the drama! And she feels like the fake it till you make it kind of gal. Guys! This woman has the same backstory as my mom. <laughs> my dad left my mom for her best friend. Damn. Oh. Ouch. Big ouchies. When the cards oh, are getting a little too real. The cards are hitting a little close to home for me today, guys! Shh! How the hell are your folks so amicable? Because my mom's a fucking saint. Well, clearly. And we had to talk about this earlier, and apparently she has a lot of unresolved trauma that she hasn't, like, actually processed. And I'm like, maybe you should go see somebody about that. And she's like, nah, it's fine. I just make fun of your dad. We all cope how we can. Yeah. Luckily, luckily he didn't stay with her. Because it turns out she ended up cheating on him with another married man. <gasps> Shock. Yeah. I'm going to have yeah. a heart attack and die if not surprise. Anywho! Let's look at the three defining events of this woman's past. Uh, can I get a photo of the magician? Of course. Uh-oh. Spaghetti-o? Uh, how familiar are you guys with tarot? It's been a while, but yeah. Fair the first card's the tower. What? Up upright or reversed? Upright. The tower is bad no matter what position it's in, though. Yeah, that's why. I mean, yeah. always, but it 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 more so depends on the situation surrounding the tower. Which keynotes a shock or upheaval, problems with property or premise. This card shows a building that is burning and people falling from the windows. This terrifying image suggests that your world is about to be turned upside down. The shock or upheaval that the, the tower predicts may not turn out to be a major disaster, but you can be sure that something unpleasant will occur. Often this discovery is a blessing in disguise because it means that something you are unaware of comes to light, and it is better to know what is going on than to be kept in the dark. Experience has taught me that the card, the tower, the tower card, can warn of trouble related to property or premise. So when this card shows up, look up your local handyman's phone number. She has to make a journey back to her hometown, home country, wherever she originally came from, because the land or wherever it is that her family resides is about to get like bought out by some shady ass property owner or some crap. This is like a D and D Hallmark movie. Yeah. Next we have the Ace of Swords in reverse. All aces signify a start a new start. 
And in this case, new ideas and projects are likely. You will soon take control of a situation, make decisions, and make things happen. If you have been treated unjustly, this will be rectified. You will have to speak out, but you must avoid throwing your weight around. This ace can indicate a medical or dental problem that can be solved by surgery. And our last defining event. I would say there's the, an accident the, along the way. The Seven of Wands upright. Wands are always good. <clears throat> a sensible approach will allow you to cope with anything. Divide a job up in up into pieces rather than tackle the whole thing head on. You will face opposition, or you may have work while feeling ill. The message is to keep going and take things step by step and to not give up. So just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Which is hilarious because wands are a fire card. Hmm. And that is our tarot spread for this person. Quite the character we've created. Quite oh, the yeah. character we've created. So what have we determined so far about this character is she has a very, very sad past. She was not treated right. At some point. By, by someone. Someone she cared deeply about. Someone she cared deeply about. Someone left her. Oh, that sounds like me. She overcome I have severe abandonment issues. She she overcomes, and I am honestly all for the she fell in love with her patron trope, yeah. who actually treats her super nicely. Yeah. I got a bathroom. I'll be right back. You go bathroom. As Blaze types to tap it to tap it tap. Like the whole. War, uh, the warlock patron is someone from her past too and he got himself into like a position of power like he he went and did his shed or they went and did their shed to become this like powerful entity comes back thinking oh She's doing fine. She's doing great. She, like, went off to get married to the dude that she loved and whatnot. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, shit. I never should have left you. I'm going to help you out here. I'm going to give you some of my power to, like, get you back on your feet. And we're just going to go and get you back home so that way you can take care of your folks. I will. I'm going to go slash his tires. You don't worry about anything. You go home. I'm going to. Because plausible deniability is going to be our thing right now, my dear. Like, he's the reliable friend. Mm -hmm. And there was and there was just like that time period of the separation because of the fact that they both had their shit going on. Mm-hmm. Like, he went I'm, off adventuring, she went off to get married. I'm almost getting, like, Archfey vibes from this person. So an Archfey warlock, in a way, which is very similar to Paladins. Oh, this is also reminding me of a, um... I don't remember if it's Webtoon or Montas, but it's like a uh, webcomic series under the oak tree or something like that. But it's the premise is this woman, the main character, she gets married off and the man she doesn't know. It's an arranged marriage. And the night after they consummate the marriage, basically the day after the marriage and all that, the husband gets sent off to war 
and she's effectively left all alone in their home for five freaking years waiting to see if he actually comes back. She comes back a freaking hero and everybody is happy and the crowned prince or king is wanting to marry this guy off to his daughter. But when he comes home, the first thing he does is kiss the main heroine and she's just like, what, what? We only have like one night together. And apparently he's just like so infatuated with she was all he could think about while he was out there. And it was like his primary motivation to get the fuck back home to win and defeat this dragon that he was set Aww. up to go fuck up. Aww. And then there's like the whole thing is pretty much them working things out together, her slowly building up her confidence as a person and eventually being able to stand up to her abusive dad who married her off in the first place because she, in his eyes, she was useless. Hmm. That's, that's yeah, it starts off right? really fucking depressing. Can I help you, Nugget? You're a bit late to the tarot reading, my boy. Welcome back, Critter. Yay. Can you just not be here? Yeah. So what are we doing now? Uh, I think we're just waiting on Blaze to finish typing. But yeah, so we were talking about how this uh, character uh, met up with childhood friend who's probably an archfey of some sort. And he was all like, so you're going to go home because your husband's a piece of shit. You're going to go help your family for a bit. I'm staying here. I'll be doing things you don't want to know about so that way you have plausible deniability. And it's not like he can do anything to me to begin with. So don't worry about it. I'm just going to slash three of his tires. I'm going to, like, make all of his food spoil well in advance so he has to use more money to buy it. And I'm going to make his mistress look hideous. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I, I did have a thought uh, about the spread in terms of what other, like, what it could, like... So who's here uh, played or watched any Baldur's Gate 3 material? Yes. Okay, are you, do you know much about the Warlock character, Will? Yes. This reminds me a bit of him. Like if instead of the character being female, it was male, and it's the patron that does the betrayal. True. It kind of gave me that vibe. There is that vibe. Just a bit, yeah. I don't want to get like too into detail because I don't want to spoiler for people who haven't played it. Yeah, I'm. I I I haven't gotten a chance to play. Well, I played quite a bit of it on my boyfriend's PC, but his PC's acting up now, unfortunately. So we can't really play it without the computer crashing every like thirty minutes, which sucks. Because I got through a particularly difficult battle and beat it with. But before I had a chance to save, the computer crashed, so I had to do the battle all over again. It sucked. Is it in, in Act 1? or it's, it's in Act 1. It's in the Underdark. It has oh, to do yeah. with the board. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm a little bit further ahead right now, but um, I have a battle that I, I, well, I, that I did while streaming yesterday. I streamed for four hours. I still haven't won. Oh, honey. It feels like, do you ever get the sense like the game is just like, like, no, you're not going to win this. There has to be another way. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've had that. Because I it mean, that's when that happens. Like, how many times? Like, what are the odds 
of an auto-generated thing, rolling you three ones in a row. Oh, that's the worst when that happens. And you don't have, like, inspiration die to help. Or you used up all your inspiration already, and that's what mm -hmm. you're getting. See, I would. I am much more likely to believe rolling three nat ones in a row on an automated system rather than oh god, because this because this happened in a session of total party knockouts that uh, when we were still playing on a more consistent basis. But one of our players, I forget which one she had rolled three natural ones in a row using different dice oh, physical dice yeah that's definitely the universe saying nope we we basically Sorry. had a will wheaton day like will like it was so bad those rolls and the whole encounter that we were saying will wheaton we hope you are whatever game you're playing right now we hope you're getting the best rolls ever because that's what it felt like. It felt like Will Wheaton took all of our luck and gave us all of his shit rolls. Apparently that's a common problem with Will Wheaton is just that he always rolls shit even at home games. Yeah, yeah. And like, Matthew... Well, Matthew was genuinely surprised. Well, no, because when he was like guesting on Critical Role, he was genuinely surprised at how often uh, he rolled badly. Maybe it's How's just it going, Blaze? Well, I have uh, everything written down. We're almost word Perfect. for word. Took me a bit. Excellent. But I do have it. So, position, character as a whole, foretells emotional loss or sadness. Okay? Might be a relationship. Mm -hmm. It might be the relationship doesn't bring you all you wish, or you may part from company you love. Followed by the Eight of Swords reverse. Restrictions will lift, but depression, difficulties. Uh, and maybe a battle uh, will have to be fought first. There may be a death or a prison sentence in your circle. The Empress in reverse. Practical and financial problems connected to property, land, garden, or premises of any like of any kind are likely. Maybe temporary shortage of money due to laziness or overspending. And in some cases, a battle with an avaricious woman could be the cause of financial hardship. And this scenario is typical of a difficult divorce. The Empress can signify problems related to fertility or the loss of a baby through miscarriage or abortion. Sometimes this card simply suggests the happiness that you are waiting for will come, but not just yet. So, what I'm seeing is a young, uh, a, a young woman who has fallen deeply in love with somebody. They may not look at her the same way, but she is like head over heels for this person. Right? Mm -hmm. He gets her pregnant. She miscarries because of that he goes off to find somebody else he cheats on her this the causes bitch. the two of them to divorce specifically with him citing the fact that she miscarried as the problem which is something we see in everyday life right followed by the star in reverse um this card is excellent whichever way it falls but you may have to wait a while before your wish is granted the only other warning is not to waste your talents or energies by pouring half of them into the wrong receptacle we are seeing she wants kids desperately wants kids but now is not her time The Six of Cups upright. This is a nostalgic card for good times past. A family gathering brings you back into contact with people you like, and it's possible that an old flame may re-enter your life. You will find old skills and contacts invaluable. With all of this shit going on in her life, she goes back to core. She goes back to her family. She goes back to people that brought her comfort, people that she used to know, and that she may have separated with in order to be within this man in, and kind of reconnect with those people. Somebody pops up from her past that maybe shows her or maybe kind of gives her that flame for you know that love of life all over again hope for the future mm -hmm. hope for the future that sort of thing king of cups in reverse the king is selfish greedy and weak he may promise much but he won't fulfill all that he promises he is unreliable in business or romance but this may be simply due to his current circumstances rather than his nature this person who's given her this love of life back this hope for the future starts promising her things 
but can never come through, can never go through with it, can never fulfill those promises, and as such, may come across as extremely unreliable. The Magician Upright. This card depicts a magician who has all the elements of the tarot, uh, the tarot pack to, uh, to hand, these being the cup, wand, sword, and pentacle, and he understands how to use them. On a purely practical level, this suggests you're about to embark on a new enterprise, and it's one that you are well-equipped to carry out. You actually have all the knowledge, skills, and experience at hand, but you, now, you must now concentrate on using these skills and also on marketing them. There is a suggestion that even if you don't feel confident, you do your best to appear so, and you may need to use a touch of trickery to get what you want. Time upon time, I see this card appear when a client is about to become self-employed. In a spiritual context, this card shows that it is time to put intuition and psychic abilities to good use. The magician can also announce the imminent arrival of an important man into the life of a woman, and in this case, the man will be amusing and intelligent. What I'm seeing here, the divorce, the loss of the child, and reconnecting with, uh, like, rekindling old connections, taught her. The only person she can rely on is herself, and if she wants to get something out of life, she's going to have to go find it herself. Therefore, she starts out adventuring, maybe. She starts out kind of testing the waters and seeing how that goes. But the emotion behind all of this shit unlocked an otherwise unknown gift, unlocked magical abilities within her. I'm seeing sorcerer here. I'm seeing Ooh. somebody... Who, chan who channels their magic through their emotion. Whether that's burning rage, whether that's fluid like water, uh, whether that's kind of lofty like air. All of that emotion is used to channel their magic. Everything up to this point has taught her how to tap into these abilities. While she's adventuring, she runs into, she runs into somebody, right? She leaves her family, she goes out, she goes adventuring with these newfound abilities. She runs into somebody who ends up as a traveling companion with her and kind of is there to have her back, but isn't necessarily a partner. Defining event of the past, the tower upright. So her world got turned upside down. Literally everything in her life went to shit. Uh, the shocker upheaval of the tower predicts that this may not turn out to be a major disaster, but that you can be sure something unpleasant will occur the miscarriage, the divorce, and him cheating. Often it's a blessing in disguise because it means it's something you were unaware of comes to light. The uh, reveal of, all of this leading to the reveal of, hey, I actually have abilities that I can use to help people or that I can use to find what I need. I'm more than just what I seem, I'm more than just what I appear to be. Um, Second defining event of the past. All aces, uh, the Ace of Swords reversed. All aces signify a new start, and in this case, new ideas and projects are likely. You'll soon take control of a situation, making decisions and make things happen. If you've been treated unjustly, this will be rectified. You can have, you can, uh, you'll have to speak out, and you must avoid throwing your weight around. This ace can indicate a medical or dental problem that will be solved by surgery. Uh, the reverse uh, or negative reading is much the same as above, although perhaps milder in its effects. You must avoid going too far uh, or being too critical of others. She's taken her fate and her life into her own hands. She's taken her future into her own hands, and she's starting to speak up about what this guy has done to her, about you know, the fact that he blames her for the miscarriage, the fact that he went and found somebody else, and the fact that he is not inherently a good person. She's started speaking up about this to anybody who will listen. And she started talking about her experiences. And she started trying to turn that into something positive for her life. And then we have the Seven of Wands, upright. Sensible, a sensible approach will allow you to cope with anything. Divide a job up into pieces rather than tackle the whole thing head on. You will face opposition or you will have to work while feeling ill. The message is to keep going and to take things step by step and not give up. He found out that she's telling people about her experiences. He found out that she is actively telling people that he is not a good person, he is not a fan of it, and he steps in to try and stop her, to try and confront her, and turn everybody against her. But the more she perseveres, the more he fucking fails. The more he ends up cold, destitute, and alone, leaving her to find the person she is supposed to settle down with, to find the person she's supposed to start a family with eventually, and to complete her life's ambition, her life's goal of having that family in the first place. She just had to wait a while to get it. I like it. 
Yeah, I like it too. That's what I say. Yeah. Then again, I'm only one person with only one point of view, so. I could see possibly with the friend that seemed unreliable. Maybe it's more. Maybe, yes, it looks like they're unreliable, but they're trying to help in their own way. And maybe that's not a way she approves of, like slashing three of her ex's tires. Or things like that. Maybe it's just like, that's not helping me. Or it's making me laugh, but it's not helping me. That or is just, they have a lot of difficulties in their own life that's keeping them from being able to put those things through. Because it mm -hmm. did say, like, it's not necessarily a character flaw and more an issue of situation. True. But yeah, this is a very interesting character we have. I'm seeing a wild magic sorcerer. I like the wild magic because it factors in that emotion that she that unlocked abilities that she didn't know she had, and she can't quite control it completely. Eventually she'll learn to, but she can't control the effects of it. Mm -hmm. This now makes me want to build a wild magic sorcerer. Same. Which is sort of what I have going on actually in Baldur's Gate right now. Totally a tiefling too. Now, what is so would the source of her wild magic be the emotion? So, kind of like an, uh, some sort of like emotional domain type so, of scenario? Or, well, usually sorcery has like bloodline stuff attached to it. So, it could be like a, you know. I believe with okay. wild magic sorcerer, it has to do with those that were from the uh, the Feywilds. So somewhere down her family line, someone got freaky with the one from the Feywilds. Kind of like how with draconic sorcerers, they have like someone that got freaky with a dragon. Yeah, maybe that's why she can't have regular babies. She needs a fate. She needs someone yeah, who needs actually has superior juice better DNA. to help. Better that's better to say, yeah, better DNA to actually make a baby. Cause they're like, nope, this is inferior DNA. We don't want this. No thank you. Unless the Faye fuckery happened because of a chance encounter, like the whole uh, lady meets an old person and they have this conversation and the old person is like, oh, why do you seem so sad? Well, we're trying to have a kid, but we're having a little bit of difficulty. Well, have this. Like, here, here's a choice of two things. You can have either one, but you can't have both. And she ended up having both. That absolute deep-seated rage within her of having lost the kid and then being blamed for it and then being left by her partner not only fueled the 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 magics within her and gave her the ability to unlock it but started a change within her uh started unlocking more and more and more the more she starts using these powers until she ends up claiming her fey lineage physically metamorphosis this is the beginning of a massive change for her which means she eventually goes home and finds somebody in uh, in order to start a family with but she can only do that once she's physically fit i like that mm -hmm. so would it stand to reason going along that path that one of her parents is not who they say they are, possibly, or, or grandparent, or even great grandparent. It's it's look at the sorcery magic as like a recessive gene. Yeah, and you you need like a certain number of like recessive genes to dominant genes for it to show up. Kind of like how someone 
how two Caucasian people can give birth to someone that has dark skin because one of their great great grandparents uh, was African American. Sometimes Eve? it just doesn't show up right away. Da, 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 da. Or some kind of Yeah. So how are we feeling about this? I'm feeling like this is a good character. I kind of, I'm not going to lie, I kind of want to build this character and play it. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's the beauty of putting a character together like this is it, in a way, it gives you like a very well-rounded base while still being able to feed your own creativity into it. Mm -hmm. And this is also great if someone's like, hey, I'm planning to do like a short campaign, uh, probably less than 10 sessions. Are you interested? And you don't have any idea what you want to do. Yeah, definitely. This being yeah. said... If tarot cards are using playing cards to figure out a character like what we just did, doesn't really work out for you, whether it's like you don't have time, or you just don't have the patience, or you would rather something a lot quicker, there are a lot of sources online of character generators, including name generators, like town generators, uh, let's see here. One of them, just a second. And honestly, sometimes, like when I'm under pressure like that, one of my favorite things to do is to take some of my favorite characters in like movies, literature, or whatever, and like, like just like rework them in a fun way. Like my Andre de Moose. I made a moose centaur, and mm -hmm. I modeled him after Andre the Giant. <laughs> Yeah, but this this has always been our tried and true method of making characters, especially if they're going to be like NPCs in a world, because it gives you such an interesting outlook on the character, and it gives you a chance to like think about it, actually think about it, and interpret it as you will. And the best part is, if you're not like in love with how the character turned out. It's easy just to, like, redo it another way or try to think of, like, other ways to do it. Yeah, for sure. So, do we want to try another one to show how vastly different or do we think that's good? I think it's uh, good to kind of give an example of how it works, but we don't want to overdo it. Um, yeah, I'm also it's already like eleven thirty. That doing another one will take us very close to two hours. True, we are approaching our normal cutoff time here. Did right. we want to venture, probably a different method that may take a little bit of shorter time? I actually had a thought on that as well. Um, there are Ooh. there are multiple ways of building characters as we said uh one second yeah uh, we were just as we talking about there, that a little bit yeah there are multiple ways of building characters right um mm -hmm. and nobody no two people are going to build characters the same way what if we took this topic and we split it into multiple segments and took one segment to deal with one specific method of character creation That'd be cool. We could I sit like down that. and yeah. we could brainstorm and we could figure out what else we want to talk about and then devote one episode to one method. So this is our tarot okay. method. This is our tarot method. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. With that. There was actually a method that I was developing when back in 2018 where i created lists of different things mm -hmm. and what i was creating was sort of like a uh, d100 method 
Yep. Will you yep. roll a D100 and you pick from a table of things? Yep. So yeah, we definitely have material where we could do a couple of these for sure. And then we can go over, once we've done a few, we can go over and kind of talk about the pros and the cons or the ups and the downs of each different method that we've been through. Mm -hmm. I like it. Cool. With that being said, I do think this is a good place to wrap up for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so at lanktr.ee slash idiotbooknook. You'll be able to find links to our podcast, to our YouTube, to our Twitch, to all of our individual socials. And you can go see what we are all individually up to on the net there. For this episode of The Idiot Book Nook and episode six of Tongues, Tangents, and Titillations, I'm Blazeway. I am the Reading Dragon. I'm Lady Punnett. And I'm Critter Shy. And we'll see you guys next episode.